Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm Lydia Pierre, founder and CEO of Pierre Branding Group. We help create stories that resonate with audiences to forge unforgettable, unique brand experiences. These stories ultimately become infused with all aspects of the client's branding, thereby turning entrepreneurs into media celebrities by growing their authority and helping them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal to you how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello there and welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm your host, the corporate socialite, Lydia Pierre, CEO of Pierre Branding Group. And I am here with a very special guest today. Her name is Nicole Grinnell, and she is the founder of Bosun, which is a remote staffing firm that helps entrepreneurs to be able to have that fractional assistant or person that they need to help them continue to do the amazing work they do without feeling bogged down or having all these tasks at hand. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you, Lydia. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here today. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Nicole, I know you come from a very long line of entrepreneurs and small business owners yourself. So I'm sure that being from that and seeing your family on things like that Christmas episode of Shark Tank and all of that, uh, or being in like an episode of Mm -hmm. of Shark Tank, um, I'm sure you've seen the things that entrepreneurs have to go through in order to keep their business running, right? The many hats they have to juggle, the many tasks they have to do. I mean, almost like feel like an octopus with eight hands trying to get everything done, right? So, um, and I see you've come up with a solution for that through Bosun. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, so back in the day when my parents were running their business, the solution was employ your children, right? Like that was the solution. And, but along those lines, it was really where a business was growing and they weren't able to financially, maybe at that point, be able to bring in a full-time employee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hit those point those points where maybe it's teetering to a need of a full-time, but we're not quite there yet. The job, um, the job tasks are not quite to a full-time level. So there was always kind of this problem with be it financial, be it the amount of work, um, be it finding talent. So I knew kind of early on there was um this gap in really what business owners had to bring in people um, outside of traditional staffing. And along the way of my career, I was having business owners ask me like, hey, do you think you could answer my phones three days a week? Do you think you could type up these reports for me? So I knew like, okay, there's this need where business owners have either an overflow of work um, or they're not quite ready to do that full-time hire. And like, how can we fix that? Mm -hmm. Right, right. And I could imagine because, of course, you being in that space and seeing that firsthand and also me being an entrepreneur. I mean, I go I'm going through that right now, Nicole, to be honest. So I'm probably going to need services as well because I'm going through that (laughs) right now. I mean, because there's that limbo space where it's kind of like you feel you can do it, but it's all in your head. But you want to find someone who can actually, you know, kind of assist. And it's just a, a. it's always a juggling. You're always juggling between yourself and the people that you want to work with. So yes. you having found this space and being able to fill that void, I think it's amazing to be able to do that. So talk to us about the process. How did you actually create this fractional person that comes in and assists people? 
So um, real short story is I thought about six years ago, I left corporate life and I was going to become a virtual assistant, which was like the buzzword then. And um, within two weeks, I had so much work. I couldn't keep up with it. Business owners were just, you know, hey, could you do my bookkeeping? Could you help with my social media? Could you run my inbox? And I realized, okay, I thought this was a need. Now I know it's a need um, because Mm -hmm. there's just this overflow work that really they needed to be able to release to be able to continue to scale. Because what traditionally happens is the business owner's running and getting it up and running, and then we've got operationally, and now they're pulled back from being able to grow it, right? They're just trying to keep up with what they've got. So then maybe they finally get to get that full-time hire and they can get back out, and then we're right back to square one. So we wanted to say like, hey, let's start delegating those things. So let's take bookkeeping off your plate for a really nominal and fractional cost, right? Let's let's take off social media off your plate because it's very hard as a business owner to be running it, being everything to everyone. And then also, hey, by the way, think of the best TikTok you can put out by Friday, right? Like it's just, it's just not, it's not in the brain capacity. So right. we really wanted to come in with that and say like, what's keeping you away from being revenue generating? Mm. And typically those are the types of responses. Well, I, I can't keep up with my inbox. I'm, I'm not doing my books. I don't even know if I'm making money right now. Um, I'm just trying to keep up with all the sales demands. Okay. So what I heard in there is where you make money is keeping up with sales, right? So you've got, you've got a pipeline open. Let's make sure you stay there. And now we can put all this off onto another team member. Mm, awesome. Awesome. Now, Nicole, because those sounds like very skill specific kind of areas, right? Someone who says the kid, I mean, for the bookkeeping, the person has to be all up in your books, essentially for someone who's doing your inbox, they have to be all in your, you know, so how is privacy a concern as well as that training kind of gap where it comes to learning the culture or learning how the person does their things? Cause like I said, sometimes the difficult part is it's in our heads, right? Especially as entrepreneurs, it's like letting go of the way I do things. This is how I do things. So talk to, speak to that a little bit. Yeah. So a couple of things on that. The first thing I would say, and believe me, I'm like card carrying control freak, but the first (laughs) thing you'll be shocked at is not only will they be able to do it, but they might do it better than you. And not at a lacking skill set of even maybe you, but they have the time. That's all they're there to do. They're there to focus on that. And when you're trying to be everything from a social media content creator to an accountant and everything in between, you can't be excellent at all that gamut of job description. So bringing in someone that all they're doing is your books and they're providing that monthly to you, your P&L, all your books are clean, invoices are paid. Um, and now you have a clear picture of where you stand financially, it's going to be done more efficiently and it's going to be done consistent. Um, as far as like the training and the culture, that's where we're a little bit different. We're not trying to just bring in um, a virtual assistant, which is actually why we rebranded a few years ago. We're bringing in a team member. So we want to get to understand you. Where do you want this role to grow? What is your company? What's important to you? What are your core values? And now we're bringing in a team member. And just like you would onboard an employee, there's going to be that training time. There's going to be that time spent with you to understand what's important to you and your clients and how they feel interacting. And that's the type of individual we want to match with you and work alongside of you. So we try to stay away from like, it's this AI virtual assistant, you know, they won't even know who I am and say, no, we're developing a relationship. And this person is a team member of yours. Oh, that's awesome to know because again, it's 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 
when it comes to that that culture that you create in your business, you've worked on that, right? And essentially that's part of your brand because you talked about rebranding, right? So that becomes part of your brand and, and, and the experience you're giving to your clients, your customers, whoever. So making sure that that person is a team member is really, really important. So thank you for being able to make sure you, t- you touch on that. Yeah, no, it's it's very important. I mean, as you know, s- small business is your passion. It's your baby. And you want to make sure that that's represented well. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you said you rebranded. So I'm sure you came into a space where you felt like, okay, so we want to change our messaging. And of course, I'm in branding. So it's, I definitely yeah. want to speak about this piece. So what was it about your brand where it was and where you wanted to be that made you feel like there was a need for that rebrand piece for those who are listening? Yeah. So when we started, we were actually called CC My Admin, and it was because we were primarily focused on administrative um, mm-hmm. and that virtual assistant world. And then what we realized is, which is probably what a lot of admins feel is, we're saying admin, but we're doing operational, we're doing social media, we're handling bookkeeping, we're being project managers. Um, And so we realized, okay, it's more than just what people are traditionally thinking of as a virtual assistant. We really are a kind of all-encompassing operational support for a business owner. And so that's where the rebranding came in and saying, hey, we want you to build your team with us. So you may start with a bookkeeper, very nominal cost. Honestly, the first thing I think anybody should do starting out, like know your numbers. You're not going to, you're not even going to know where to go if you don't know those numbers. Um, and then you may say, okay, great. Now I know my numbers. Things are great. Let's bring on an assistant. And now she can handle my inbox and my calendar. And so we want to be there to build out that team as your business requires it. Oh, that's amazing. So you actually help them actually create and identify their team members. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So how yeah. does the, how, how do they... I mean, so of course there's a budget associated with them. No, we're saying low cost, affordable. What does that look like to the small business owner when they're trying to work that into their own budget and in the grander scheme of things? Yeah. So what we normally do is when a client's coming to us, we kind of do what we call a discovery call Mm -hmm. and walk through a lot of what we just discussed. Like how, how do we make sure that you keep in that leader seat, keep where you're growing your business and what's taking you away from that. And then based on their budget, we're really able to dive in on what that role could be. Could be as simple as, you know, 25 hours a month of administrative assistance, and that's enough to free them up all the way to, Hey, what I'm hearing is actually three different roles. Um, you're getting a lot of leads from Instagram. So we need to bring someone in for social media. You're not managing your inbox, you know, whatever the case is. And we kind of paint them that picture and based on their budget, we can start with each role, um, and start to build out their team. Awesome. That is amazing. Yes, yes, absolutely. So Nicole, let's get into the weeds a little bit when it came for you to start this business. And of course the premise of the show is definitely about helping entrepreneurs understand the, 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 the challenges with being a business owner, entrepreneur, especially someone's creating something as innovative as you did, right? I mean, you created a space that wasn't really trendy, that wasn't known, you know, and, right. and you had to kind of essentially create this new lane. What was that like for you to try and create that and the learning curve to try and make people understand what it is that you're doing? Yeah, honestly, the biggest um, hurdle for us was just getting the audience. Um, you know, I always used to say like, I am not a salesman. I'm an ops girl all the way, put me in the back and let me work. Like that's my favorite place to be. But what I realized is we're just selling help. Right. So once we were able to really like understand what their need was Mm -hmm. and be able to say, Hey, here's how we can help you. Um, it was really an easy conversion because they truly needed help. And we truly had that solution. So 
really our biggest struggles at the beginning were just building that audience, building brand awareness, being able Mm -hmm. to connect with the right um, target audience. I mean, it was all those things. Once we were there, it was like, oh yeah, I need this. I know 10 people that need this. So, um, which quite honestly, that's still a thing even today. I mean, we're five years in is just really like, okay, getting our name out there and letting them know, um, kind of how we're uniquely different than say just a traditional virtual assistant company. Awesome. Awesome. And I know you said you're five years in and within two years, you were able to take it to a $1 million company within just two years. What was that journey like? Fast. (laughs) Busy. Yeah. It was a lot. I mean, the first year was wild. I mean, we were just like, it was, I felt like we were drinking out from a uh, fire hose. And I remember even telling my husband, like, just give me one year of insanity. And then I promise, like, we'll start to slow it down. We'll figure out things. We'll put processes in. But that first year, as anybody knows, it's just hustle. It's just getting your name out. Um, You're taking anybody that'll come through the door, right. And trying to figure out how you can serve them. And then a lot of that is truly just developing who you know you can serve best and where your need really is. Cause you can think, you know what it is in your head. And then when you're really out there among the people, so to speak, you realize like, Oh, actually what they need is this. Mm-hmm. That's honestly kind of where that team member came from. It was like, they're not looking for a short-term solution. If they're going to invest time and training, we want to find long-term fits for people. Right. Right. And it's so much in the name. Right. You know, so going instead of saying virtual assistant, saying team member, they do see the value of that investment of that time that they put into training that person, developing them, because then they become this asset. Right. They become this they become the money that you you know invested in them. So to know that they're going to be part of that team is really, really important. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So how about for you? What was your journey as an entrepreneur like for you? Like, were there any challenges that you had to overcome, any mindsets that you had to get past in order to even, even when you made that decision to leave corporate America and start this business? I mean, I'm sure that took a great, great big leap of faith in order for you to even do that. Yeah, I mean, it's always a risk, right? So I always kind of tell people when they're teetering, like, you know, do your homework, have yourself set up as much as you can, but it's kind of like having a baby. At some point, you're just never totally prepared, right? So you can do as much homework, read the blogs, whatever, but you got to just rip the Band-Aid off. So that was a little bit how our experience was. Um, But, you know, the biggest adjustment, I think, was really um, somewhat practicing what we preach and just really making sure that we're not also working 20 hours a day just to try to keep the business afloat and, and, picking those key moments where, you know, it's time to bring in help. We need to invest in that. There's moments as the business owner, you have to take a step back and go, Hey, we got to take our foot off the gas of sales. As scary as that is, right. We got to take our foot off that. Let's get our house in order, mm. make sure we're prepared. And now let's go back out because the last thing we want to do is bring people in and aren't able to serve them well. And we've had key points of that along the way where we've had to go like, all right, let's pump the brakes here. Let's come back in. Let's make sure we're ready to serve. And now let's open up the doors again. Yeah. So what was it like on your journey trying to grow and scale your own company? Yeah. So I would say, you know, the biggest thing I would recommend is like, it's so tempting to just like go a hundred miles an hour and just like keep your head down and keep doing it and piling it on your back. Right. But like, there's been really pivotal times where we've had to take a step back 
kind of put off our foot off the gas and say like, we need to get our house in order. Let's make sure that it's, I really do think of like a business owner, right? Like you're physically shutting the doors to right, some right. Extent, and you may have occasional looky loos come knock on the window and Hey, can I get something in there? But like for, for the moment we're closed, let's make sure we're set up. We have our team, our processes are right. And great. Now we're back open for business because the last thing we want to do is be bringing in clients and we're not able to serve them well. Um, that's not doing them a favor, obviously, and it's not doing our brand reputation, anything. So we've had a couple of those moments. This year has been one. We actually brought in about three different team members, um, all in various areas. And what's funny is anytime I do that, I'm like, why didn't I do this like six months ago? Because we could have served these clients so much better if I had had these team members there. So when you feel like you're getting stretched thin, it's okay to pause. Like the world's big, the business is going to be out there, but you are going to feel a lot better about the way you're able to present yourself to clients. If you make sure that your house is in order. I appreciate that. Honestly, as a business owner, hearing you say that makes me feel at ease. Like, okay, I can pause for a second (laughs) and just really take a moment to kind of just reassess and kind of, and if anything, that's a necessary part of business, right? Taking that moment to reevaluate and see where you need to be in the next year and maybe use the holidays as an excuse to do so because things kind of tend to slow down during the holidays. So maybe that's the best time and get ready for the new year, you know? This summer, I took two weeks off. Um, actually went to Montana. I have like totally fallen in love with it. And I was not <laughs> online at all. Like could have thrown my computer in the river. And it was the best time for me because you give yourself time to think, Where do you want the company to go? What's going wrong? Where do we need to fix? Who do we need to support? And like when things are coming in at you a mile a minute, you cannot think and you cannot make wise decisions without giving yourself that time. So it's okay to pause. It'll be there. (laughs) It'll be there when you get back. And you'll be wishing you were back in Montana. Yeah, exactly. The whole time. So what was it about Montana that you like? Oh, honey, I could, I could do a whole other podcast on that. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but now it's getting so popular. I'm, I'm like, I want to like keep it on the download, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's vast. It's quiet. It's nature. It's, it's just everything. It's everything. I highly recommend going. Awesome. Awesome. So you're able to clear your mind and be able to get yourself yes. back in a place where you could kind of just see things a little clearly, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't even take my computer. I had a, a little like, you know, notebook like this that I'm just writing thoughts in reading books figuring out what I want to do next. And I, I almost felt like I came back. My team kept teasing me that I was going to be Moses coming down from the mountains because I came back to my team and was like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And be able to like present that vision to what the next year was going to be. Oh, that's awesome. I like that though. That's awesome. I'm going to do that. You should. Oh my word. I'll tell you everywhere to go. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do that. So we'll, we'll talk about that on the side. Yeah. <laughs> but if someone wanted to work with you, Nicole, how do they get started? What is the first step? Where do they go? How do they go? What do they need yeah. to do? So go to our website. It's just bosun, B-O-S-U-N, solutions.com. Um, take a look. There's a lot of our services on there. And then um, obviously fill out the contact form. We can reach out. We typically just do like a meet and greet call. Like, let's just get to know you. What are you looking at? Um, and if you want to move forward from there, that's when we really go into that discovery call and kind of dive in more to your business and what you are needing and try to hear your pain points and see where we could find a solution. Awesome. Awesome. So it's kind of like you you do that assessment and then see where you can kind of match them up with who would be a best fit for them. Yeah. We want to understand everything about 
culture, what's important, who you work best with, all of those. Um, we really, our, our marketing is referrals. So we mm-hmm. want to build a long-term relationship and really have you coming back to us for that next hire. Right, right. Now, do you find, Nicole, that people are sometimes afraid to let, to be that open about what's going on in their culture inside their company? Because this is kind of like being vulnerable in a sense. I think typically we find less as much hesitancy as being able to wanting to talk. I I actually find that business owners are kind of on an island. So when they get someone willing to kind of hear what they're going through, it's almost like a therapy session. Uh (laughs) Um, Where some of that hurdle comes in is when they're matched and really being able to learn to relinquish that control, which I know you mentioned earlier, is just like, well, how are they going to answer like me? How are they going to do this? And we're like, just trust, trust the process, right? We're going to be here right, right alongside you. And so it's really more once that engagement starts and, learning how to work with a team. Cause for a lot of our clients, this is their first team member, right? Like they're not coming in with 50 employees they've managed. It could be like me and Bob and we're showing up and we're going to build this business together. So it's a very unique and special relationship. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm definitely going to check it out because I feel like I'm in the space where I need another team member as well. So yeah. thank you for that because what you're doing is really, really in a great a great benefit to those who are looking to grow their business, stay in business and scale, you know, and just really just take on the world, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. That Absolutely, is amazing. Lydia. Yes. Yes. So how does someone reach you again? You said go to bosunsolutions.com. You got it. B-O-S-U-N solutions, S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S.com. <laughs> and you'll be able to click on there. And I see that people can actually become a team member. So how does that work? Yeah. So if anybody's interested in working remotely, working fractionally, um, they can apply on there and go through kind of our interview and vetting process. Um, mm-hmm. And we're always looking for great team, team members. That's amazing. All right. Well, if anybody wants to be part of the Bosun family, definitely go visit bosunsolutions.com and learn about how you can get started, whether it's to get a team member or to become a team member. You'll be able to see those two options on the website as well. So you can see how you can get started in this in this amazing space of fractional team members. <laughs> Thank awesome. you so much, Nicole, for all that you do. Any final words? Um, I was just going to give your um, listeners, we do 50% off an onboarding. So mention the podcast and they'll get 50% off their onboarding costs. Oh, thank you for that. Ooh, see, spoiling us already. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Lydia. Absolutely. Thank you, Nicole. Until next time on Leaders on the Rise. Lydia here. Thank you so much for listening to Leaders on the Rise. If you are a successful CEO, founder, C-suite executive, decision maker, successful business leader, or an influential entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit pierrebrandinggroup.com slash podcast to apply. If you got something out of this interview you would like to share on social media, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag LeadersOnTheRise. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. 
To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, pierrebrandinggroup.com, or follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram at LydiaPierre underscore. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.